What's up, folks? I got a special guest on the show today, Austin Carter Samuels. He uh, runs the Locked In Quarterback uh, Twitter account, Passing Academy, whatever you want to call it. The reason he's on the show is that we're all trying to um, analyze Trey Lance's throwing mechanics, and it's kind of like a Rorschach test. I don't think 99.9% of us have no idea what we're looking at and see it different things. So I'd like to bring on an expert to what you see. But first, could you tell people your background, where you come from, how, where you played, and what you do? Yeah, for sure, guys. So I'll make it, I'll make it quick. But uh, I'm from San Jose, so I grew up uh, grew up a Raiders fan, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> but I was right there in the Bay and uh, went to Bellarmine and then went off to college. I started at the University of Wyoming as a true freshman, true sophomore. Elected to transfer, went to Vanderbilt University and finished under James Franklin, the head coach at Penn State. We were a top 25 team in America, and I was a captain there as well. Finished my career, got into coaching, got my master's degree in psychology, which is a lot of what That's our cool. teaching is, is a lot of the mental background behind the Where'd you get the, Where'd you get that degree? I got that degree from Mizzou. So undergrad That's at so Mandy cool. and then my master's degree at Mizzou as a coach. I got promoted to being the director of recruiting, then promoted from director of recruiting to quarterback coach at 26 years old. I was coaching Drew Locke up there That's in awesome. the SEC and then recruited Kelly Bryant from Clemson and coached him as well. And so basically realized how fucked up the quarterback world was as a player and as a coach and the right things are not being taught, especially what's going on mentally and spiritually for these guys, but like physically is where it all kind of starts. And so um, left with a calling after that SEC coaching career. And, and that calling is to change youth athletes across the country and work with the best quarterbacks in America. And that's what we're doing. One of the things you harp on on Twitter that really intrigues me is uh, the misconception that you're supposed to throw over the top or whatever. And you keep Correct. showing like yourself, like how you used to throw and how it was painful and how this, you know, low three quarter release that's sort of frowned upon in the NFL yeah. is so much more, I don't know what you, ergonomical, I don't know what the word you would call is, but can you sort <laughs> of explain like your vision here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vision essentially is just the game evolves, right? So the game of old under center taking seven step drops and five step drops with a hitch and creating forward linear momentum like that right. shit all changes when you're reading outside zone and throwing an RPO without replacing your feet or changing anything right like the game has completely evolved and yet because of this dogmatic approach to how we train quarterbacks like that hasn't changed. So what's happening is like quarterbacks are coming into college or the NFL had been conditioned by what would have made them successful in the 90s. 1992. Exactly. Yes. And so now we get into this world and it's like, I'm being asked to do things that at least for Trey, and obviously we're going to go down the line and get into it, but like he doesn't trust himself to be able to do some of the things mm -hmm. that he's being asked to do. Mm -hmm. And so I approach this thing far more through a mental and spiritual lens in the sense that like what he's learning to do right now in this transition that he's trying to make is self-mastery. It's just mm -hmm. understanding how his body works and how his body operates and what he was taught all through college. And even in his pro draft process, like was not what he's being asked to do mm -hmm. for the so he's unlearning things. He's having to unlearn things. And a lot of that is just, yeah, stripping all of this programming. Think of a robot, like stripping all of that programming and getting us back to an open place of feeling so that we can actually learn how our body works. How long did it take you to unlearn the stuff you were taught and to, you know, change your delivery? Yeah, it took me two and a half, three years, two, uh, two and, and a half, half, three, three years. years. But, but now 
I can do it for guys in three months. Like I okay. can, I can, I can change you in three months. Um, okay. Our process was my brother and I, and like our process was basically like all of these things that we had been taught, like that just got out proven by tape. Like yeah. when you watch the tape, it's like that three quarters release that you're talking yeah. about. Like that's extension, not right. sidearm. It's right. been labeled sidearm forever. It's extension. It's a pejorative. It's like a 100%. bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And what is extension? Extension is creating the longest lever. So I'm yeah. getting the ball the furthest away from my body, which in the laws of physics is going to generate the most force. Correct. You know what I mean? With and the least effort. The like, yeah. And we look at a chihuahua yeah. like, like Bryce Young or Kyler Murray. Right. And then it's like, throw the ball over your offensive line. It's like, these guys are 5'10", 5'9", 5'11". And their tackles are 6'9", 6'10". Like, does it matter if they throw over the t- it doesn't matter if they throw over the top. No. If they, had no. To, if they had to throw over <laughs> the top to get it over the line, they'd still hit them in the back of the fucking house. True. So True. That, that, yeah. that process. And you always show like how you and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers in particular, he overhauled his delivery. And he used to sort of like lean left as he tried to get the ball over the top. And now you show all these quarterbacks leaning right when they warm up. That's a, that's a very interesting evolution as well. It is. And basically it has to do with body weight. So like if I'm leaning to the right, to my throwing side, while I'm throwing the ball, I'm increasing the weight that I have on my back foot. And the Mm -hmm. throw is a turn, not a push. So as I'm leaning right and turning through that back foot, everybody that's listening could do it right now. You'll feel your foot chew the ground up a little bit. Right. And that in and of itself is ground force. That's taking power from the ground. Whereas Trey has been so high forever and you can see it in everything that he does. Mm. So he's so light that there's nothing happening in the ground. And he's starting to get a little bit of that. Like that's what's starting to change. But before 150% arm based thrower all the time. And then he he admitted it in his interview the other day where he was like, and I was throwing, 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 because he was trying to get a better feel for it. Not understanding, like you have to work smarter, bud, not harder. Like this is about finding the right people to put you in the place to understand yourself. And that's the process that he has begun. Although unlike a lot of the guys that were commenting on your stuff yesterday, He's very far there. Well, I led him astray saying he fixed it. I played baseball growing up. And what you're describing, that leaning right and getting all your weight on that right leg is almost like a shortstop who's fielding a a bunt or a third baseman. And you're like, I mean, it's that kind of emotion. And you can see it with quarterbacks as well. So that's very interesting. 100%. 100%. All right, let me ask you straight up. What are you seeing with Trey Lance? What What does he do? I'm going to say wrong, but suboptimally. You mentioned it a mm-hmm. second ago, being too high up, not having anything going on in the ground. Explain that again. Well, at its foundation, Trey Lance doesn't trust himself okay. to throw a one ball, two ball, and three ball anywhere on the field. Okay. A one ball, two ball, three ball is just the pace of the football. Got it. So your average throwers in the NFL are going to throw all one balls. It's going to be as hard as they can throw it okay? because they have to throw it hard as shit to be able to control the ball down the field. That was Trey the first two years of his career. That that was Trey. 100%. Your best throwers of the football are what I call artists where you're watching them change the speed and angle of every single ball that they throw. Mahomes Mahomes is up in that category. I say he looks like he's throwing a pillow. Like it is so soft sometimes. Right? 
right? Pillowy. Yes, no, yes, yes. And so in a lot of ways, what I tell people to look at is don't look at how the guy throws a bang post or how mm -hmm. he throws a dig. Look at how he throws a drag. Trey okay. Lance will throw a drag like mm -hmm. this. Yeah, you can't do right? that. Right? Aaron yeah. Rodgers will throw a drag like that. Yep. Just right? wrist. Just wrist. Which, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you said it, not yeah. me. Now you're spitting yeah. bars, dude. Wrist, <laughs> That's right, baby. Right? Trey Lance That's... has no Trey Lance has mm. no wrist. He has no feel for his wrist. Everything mm. is power. Right. And it's because that power is being generated from his upper half. Correct. Is he using his hips a little bit? Yeah. But there's not strong connection through the ground in his back leg. So you're just looking at a guy who's having to do way more than a lot of the other guys have to do. And I always look at it through that mental approach where if I'm having to do way more to yield the same result, I don't feel the same way internally. Right. And right. that's really what I tap into that I see as different. It's like, is Dak Prescott a good quarterback? That would be my player composition for Trey Lance. Like, let's say that Trey is really dialed mentally, which like, I don't know that. I don't know mm -hmm. enough to know, but he seems like a great kid. Like if he's dialed like that mentally, then he's Dak Prescott. Like Dak, you guys all saw it, Niners fans. You saw that fucking look in that guy's eyes in the second mm -hmm. half during that game last year. That's a guy who does not trust himself to be mm -hmm. able to put the ball where he needs to put it. The mm -hmm. beauty is you guys are the fucking 49ers and you have the best head coach in the NFL. So yeah. the real question is, does Trey Lance have to be able to do that right. to win a Super Bowl? That's mm -hmm. the other question. To win a Super Bowl, probably. Yeah. But to get to the yeah. NFC Championship game and lose like everyone else, maybe not. Okay, so so he's an arm throw. One thing I noticed on film from him last year, and it's maybe a symptom of an issue, but that front leg lock, it seemed like, I mean, the way I always, as a baseball player, I was always taught you throw bent leg to bent leg and you lock that leg after you release the ball as sort of a way to slow your own momentum. But again, like if you're locking your leg when the ball is behind your ear, it seems like, again, then you're just powering your arm through the through the throwing zone and it's going to lead to arm fatigue. And it seemed like one thing he needed to fix. I don't know. Is that an issue to you? I mean, it's definitely an issue because what that means is like, so he's overstriding, right? Yes. Which what Tom Brady changed from the New England Patriots to the Buccaneers was he stopped creating any linear momentum. So he right. stopped striding forward. Well, when we stride forward, yeah. that naturally creates our weight leaves our back hip. So now right. we have to push, right? right? And if we're pushing, that's the opposite of a catapult. Like quarterback mm -hmm. mechanics are a catapult. It's okay. all rotation, but there's a stop. And okay. the ball goes. Yep. So the best throwers of the football will release the ball here, even yep. with their body. Uh, what okay. you see in that still shot that I think you took a screenshot Out of of front. Trey is Out he's front. still finishing up here. Uh, very so he's starting to incorporate his lower body. He's definitely striding less than he has before. He's rotating more than he has before, but he is not to the place of trust yet. Like so when you watch those drills, like you'll see – I'm not saying Darnold is Aaron Rodgers, but you'll see how Darnold does trust himself more in that extension at release from the side, like timing this up properly. I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Yep. Yeah. Now, the thing with Darnold is everything looks good, and then you watch the ball, and it's like behind the right. The right. But anyway, that, that's, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Lance. That's very yeah. interesting. I, I totally see what you mean. And the thing is, so he's going to Jeff Christensen to, to correct this. Yeah. Um. Jeff Christensen was Jimmy Garoppolo's coach for a long time. That's so totally. interesting to me. I always noticed that Jimmy didn't really have a weight transfer. And to me, it was like, yeah, it's great. But like, you have nothing on your throws. Trey theoretically is a better athlete. He should be able to get more hip torque and get more velocity without working so hard. Theoretically. 
Theoretically, for sure. Theoretically. And like, yeah. And Jeff's a, Jeff's a very good coach and he's applying okay. the same process. But the thing is like also within the mental and physical limitations that an athlete has, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, like he's Gumby, right? So like his external rotation and his shoulder mobility and the things he's able to do with his arm, like those are things that a quarterback coach doesn't train. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so Trey's getting the training that he needs. That's an elite trainer. Like it's a very, yep. very good trainer. Now is Trey also marrying up? And he said that he talked to Mahomes a little bit and stuff like that. But is he also marrying up that training with the freeing of those things that have held him back? Because he's been a push and a tight base thrower forever. He's been a power based thrower mm -hmm. forever. Like mm -hmm. we're talking about Mahomes. We're talking about art. Like yeah. Jimmy has been a little bit more tightly wound like yeah. a little bit more tightly wound than a Mahomes would be. So mm -hmm. Trey is trending towards more of that Jimmy Garoppolo feel. Now the question is like, does he go to that extra extent to really lengthen his muscles up in his shoulder and his lat? Because pliability is the secret, right? All your best throwers of the football across the world in the NFL, the top seven, because the top seven look yeah. different than the other guys. So when you yeah. look at those top seven, who's buff? None of them. None of them. True. Who, who looks so good true. up top? None of them. Like, that's so true. All, it's long spaghetti noodles, dude. It's spaghetti yeah. noodles. And that's what it is. And they work Because, hard. again, you're not providing power with your arm. It's not your arm. It's the lever. It's not. That's it. Yeah. It's the lever. That's so interesting. That's it. I remember the first time I saw Trey Lance throw, I was so impressed. Like, man, this I've been watching Jimmy for like five years. And I get, yeah. as you see Trey, I'm like, man, this dude throws hard. And so right. it was really cool. And then, and then they did a joint practice with uh, the Chargers. And I'm watching Justin Herbert throw. And I'm like, you know what? He throws harder than Trey, but he's not even trying. Like, he's just, he's just it's just effortless. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's a natural thrower. Like, Trey is so effortful, or was. And I thought yesterday, at least one thing that was nice was that he wasn't throwing his hardest. And right. during seven on sevens, they were, Kyle was just calling like, you know, throwing the flat to the right, throwing the flat to the left, like over and over and over again. It was like, prove that you can throw these, hit these layups, which I think is probably good for him. Yeah, I think it's definitely good for him. And I think, I, I think the very interesting thing for you guys to talk about and think about is like what Trey's running into that's going to be really hard is he's willing to make the changes, but he's also at a, a stage of his career in year yeah. three or, where there's pressure too. And yeah. the reality is like, Mahomes, Rogers, they had that time. Right. And like Rogers had three Trey, years. Yeah. Does does yeah. Trey feel like he has time? Or does he feel like he needs to figure it out now? Because that's the really catch twenty-two part of this, where it's like you can make improvements to your mechanics, but if you're making those improvements because you're saying, I have to improve now, you're not gonna get to where you want to go mechanically. If it is the long term, you know, right. I don't care what I look like today. I care what I look like two and three years from now because I want to be in this league for 15 years. Then right. he's going to get a lot closer to that. That's what's going to be interesting for me to watch as we watch more of. Well, I mean, there's no guarantee he he starts this year. There's no guarantee he plays this year. I mean, the way the Niners are talking, Brock Purdy's going to be back and he'll be just fine. In which case, Trey might get another redshirt year. To what's really interesting to me is that he went to 3D QB. I don't know how much you know about them, but it's like yeah, Tom House's yeah. crew. Yep. And so yep. he went there for two years and I guess didn't get the results he was looking for. Now he's working with Jeff Christensen. Like, do they teach different things? Like, oh, what? How did that take so long? Like, what's going on?
Conviction, conviction, conviction and process allows you to teach extremes and you teach extremes confidently and the player trusts you to go there. Okay. So without that complete conviction, you don't want to fuck something up. Yeah. You're worried about fucking something up. Overhauling so it I, and not fixing it. Yeah. All that. So what so I believe yeah. was that 3D QB, like they do good work, but they were like, He's already there. I don't want to put too much on him because if I mm. put too much on him, he might regress. Whereas Jeff is a version of like, bro, you suck right now. Like, yeah, we need to, we need to fuck. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I would tell him I can fucking out throw you right now, Trey. So that's a problem. Like, let's fucking figure this out, you know? Yeah. And like the level of willingness to be extreme as a coach with an athlete of that caliber I think is extremely important. And I just, Jeff is definitely a lot more extreme than, than what he's had in the past. One thing Jeff mentioned that I thought was interesting is he was like, you know, I could teach whatever, I could say whatever, but having Mahomes sort of model and yeah, model what I'm, the, the techniques I'm trying to show you was like a yeah. proof of concept for Trey. Like if you had any skepticism, just watch the best quarterback in the world do it correctly the way I'm saying. And it seemed like, from Christensen's perspective, that got some buy-in for Trey. I mean, how could you not? How could you push back when you see Patrick Mahomes doing it that way? The only problem, like, I agree with that, but the only problem with that is, like, that ignores, like, the role that Bob Stroop has in Patrick Mahomes' development. Is hmm. like, the way that Patrick is constructed as an athlete and the things, like, this guy can hold a tray, like, literally, he can almost yeah. touch his ass with the back of his hand. That's why. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Trey could probably only go back to here. Uh, so like when we I, talk I, yep. about the ability to get around the football, it's like right. that's external rotation. And so yeah. I'm with it. Like, yes, that's going to click visual learners, this generation, especially like Trey's going to watch Patrick and be like, fuck yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to do that on the next rep. But it's like, what if I can't do? Everything? Yeah. What if, I, what if I just aren't as pliable? A hundred percent. Hundred yeah. percent, and and that's, that's and that's why this is so multifaceted, right? Like for us fans and for us people, like we like to lump it in a bucket and be like, no, 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 just go into the lab and you'll get it right. Like you'll be fine. It's like no, bro, you have to break processes, you have to break yeah. habits, you have to completely retrain and open up a different part of who you are. Because what got you to the NFL is you throwing fucking missiles. Yes. from under center and dropping yes. back and hitching and allowing all of that forward momentum. To that's what everyone, it. that's what everyone went goo goo over at his pro day. Right. Sorry to cut 100%. you off, but, no, but like, good. you're right about it. so that forward momentum to you, that over the top delivery. It's like old school uh, coaches. The Shanahan's love that stuff. Right. 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 Nothing, not right. take a, I like Kyle and, and Mike. I don't know Mike, but yeah, I mean, it's so interesting that they, Kyle in particular drafted this guy. It was pretty obvious. I mean, I think, as a quarterback guru, you could see it in North Dakota. Like, okay, this is what he needs to work on. You've been calling him a arm-based, power-based thrower forever. Like, man, this should have been a better plan. <laughs> this should have yeah. been results quicker. It, it just feels like, to your point, like all of a sudden they're up against the clock. It's crazy. Well, I'm, I'm on the record, dude, with Chris Rose in, a, in an interview where I said, like, me personally, and you got, you, your guys will all go crazy right now, but, like, me personally, I thought that they made the trade up in the draft to take Mac Jones. Like, okay. that's what I thought. Because Mac was ready to win – a championship in my opinion based on what kyle needed look at him through like the lens of uh matt ryan like when he had matt ryan with the falcons okay. i thought that that's what would happen 
But then after they made that move, there was a lot of pressure and intensity and shit that went into why would they make that move? And then Trey performed really, really well a couple of times. And Trey has like that. He has a little bit of that it shit to him too. He has a no little doubt. bit of that Mac definitely lacks that he doesn't have. And For so sure. I think that, and I think that they kind of went with a completely different philosophy than yeah. what I think they were originally kind of intending to do. And then right. Trey got there and like, yes, he had the it shit, but that's the mental side. Yeah. He didn't have the physical side. And when you talk about flow or artistry as a quarterback, it's the integration of those two things. Right. So but at the same time, I'm saying like, how, how did you look at him in North Dakota and then bring him in and be like, oh, shucks, he doesn't have, like, and we don't have a plan for it. Like, mm, I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, that not, doesn't fly not. for me. Like, you, you're supposed to be the expert. You're Kyle Shanahan. You got Mike Shanahan to look at it too. You're supposed to see this and have a plan. Because we, I mean, he was supposed to be a project. You, you, I was looking at your tweets. You were saying like, yeah, he needs to sit a year because he needs to change these things. Like, all of that. And now year three, we're saying, oh, wow, he's getting results. And he's like, well, it's because my finger was broken. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> It just feels like all these fixes are going to go into, you know, are going to help benefit the next team, which from a Niner totally. fans perspective is, is rough. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Anyway. So the, if you had to say, knowing what Dref Christensen is trying to do with him. Yeah. How much progress do you feel Trey Lance has made and where do you feel the progress is most noticeable? Yeah. I think he's gotten halfway there. I mean, where okay. it's the most, no, where it's the most notable noticeable is like, he's actually using power from his lower body so he's taken the scale of 90 percent upper body and 10 percent lower body is now getting closer to like 50 50 like nice. that scale though needs to be 80 20 wow. <laughs> like yeah. it needs to get there and so what he'll do is he'll just continue to establish more trust in what he's feeling and it'll allow you to see his weight stay back more so mm. like when you guys watch the clips from practice yesterday Notice his hip releases forward mm -hmm. before it starts turning. Uh, you want like a rotation. The, yeah. The, the best yeah. in the world, all their weight is over that back hip mm -hmm. and the rotation starts there. Okay. As Burrow, Rogers. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Burrow, yep. Burrow, Rogers. Yeah. The, the guy. Because once you start leaking again, you're not getting power from your hips, right? Correct. You're, you, you're getting some. You're just, you're not getting no, that not as much. power. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, so, so, so throwing percentages, a, yeah. So as those no, percentages flip flop, as those percentages flip flop and he becomes more of a ground based thrower, like, so too will then the arrogance in the thing. upper body, yeah. the arrogance like in that. the upper body, he'll start to be like, ah, fuck it. I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now he doesn't have any of that. Fuck it. I got it. He's, and that's why I said, like, when you compare him and Darnold, Darnold ain't in that top class of throwers, but Darnold has a little bit more fuck it in him than Trey. Yes. You know, and, there's a vi there was a viral clip of Trey from practice a couple of years ago where he's like rolling left and he kind of has like a fuck it moment where he throws the ball against his body. Exactly. But he's not set. You know, he's not set. He's totally. being an athlete in that moment. Totally. And that's yeah. when Justin Fields is at his best as well. Like, it's, it's always when you get them out of mind. When you take them off schedule. Out of that training. Then they, then yeah. they trust what they are yeah. and they yep. make shit happen. Like, They're like, oh yeah, I'm a great athlete. It's easy. <laughs> It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and yep. that's where the game has changed. You know, when Nick Saban says like Bryce Young is the best quarterback I've ever had because he's a point guard distributor of the football. It's like 
yeah, no shit. Like he's literally a point guard. Like that's how he's yeah. playing the position. He's not playing the position. <laughs> and like right now, Trey's skill set last year for sure and the year before that was built for that. He's making that transition. But as I said, he's probably 50% of the way there. And he can continue to do, to go. He's going to continue to go. But as you get closer to getting there, it also becomes harder and harder. Yep. Like as you get into the little 1%. Those final 10%. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. Um, you mentioned Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold, just from a throwing mechanic perspective, is more visually pleasing. I don't know how you put yeah. it. More visually sound. pleasing. He just, it's more sound. It's more connected and he connected. trusts himself more. Like it's more connected and he has power coming from more of the right places. Got it. And so because of that, he's able to play more freely mentally. And that's why like he's fascinating because I'm not in an NFL locker room. So I don't really have the understanding or aptitude to tell you whether he's smart or not or what right. his decision making is. He's, he, he's been turnover yeah, prone and all of that yeah, shit. Yeah. But like, but he's also a great guy and stuff too. So, but as a thrower, like I would just say it this way, like that that's not the thing that's holding Sam Darnold back is throwing. Like it's, he's not one of the top 10 in the league, but he's also, it's not a liability. And sure. like, so whatever else is a liability in his game, like that they would know, not me is what you see when he throws interceptions that don't make sense and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Which Niner fans are, familiar with with the Jimmy Garoppolo experience Brock Purdy what do you see from him mechanically I mean mechanically he's good but the thing is when you have such will to win and yeah. such confidence in yourself which like, he has that's when we can start to kind of say that some of these things are less relevant like right. his mechanics are never they're not even close to Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes and these guys yeah. but Brock gets the fucking job done and so yeah. when you watch how he plays, again, it's result-oriented. There's a lot of Tom Brady there where it's yeah. like it doesn't look art. It doesn't look beautiful at all. But he knows his role on the team. He knows who he is. He also was afforded the luxury of what expectations were there on him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have any of that. So he's playing free from mind. Like, that's what I talk about with flow state and all the shit that I teach is like when you're two plus two, it's four. You didn't add that up. You knew that. That's your subconscious brain. That's your reactionary brain. 12 times 64, you're going to have to pull out a piece of pen and paper, right? That's your processing brain. Most quarterbacks in the NFL are playing through the lens of their processing brain. You can see the best play through their reactionary brain. Brock mm -hmm. is not one of the best physically. But because mm -hmm. of where he is mentally in terms of understanding his job, his role, all of that, he's able to enter into that kind of flow state area because he's not worried about whether he can get it done. He's worried about whether his team will fucking win or not. And that takes you outside of your head. And it allows some of these things that we're psychoanalyzing with Trey Lance, he doesn't have to worry about him as much. But he couldn't go to this Kansas city chiefs and fucking win a super bowl. No chance. You know what I no, mean? No, the it's only like, team that he could might win a super bowl. Maybe is this team. Exactly. And even on yeah. this team, it's like, he didn't get it done last year. We'll see. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But he, he is quite remarkable for a, a kid that young with no experience to be able to do that and have that much experience, uh, that much confidence. That's, 
really sets him apart from Sam and I guess Trey too. Expectation's a crazy thing, man. In today's world with this generation of athlete, like expectation is a fucking heavy weight that people carry. And like Brock yeah. didn't have that. You know, it ended up. Sam and Trey did. Sam and Trey did big time. And I, Trey said yesterday he's been talking to a sports psychologist. I can imagine Sam was too. Nothing wrong with that. My wife's a therapist. I mean, it's probably all these players should, but I just I I'm thinking Brock Purdy, oh, he's been through a serious injury, but he hasn't really lost. Yeah. He's so confident at this point, probably. Although we'll see what he, how he feels about it. Do you, you want know to think about this UCL injury? You ever been around it for a quarterback? Um, no, I mean, out, nah. out of periphery, and I don't like to speak on shit that I cool. don't know much about. Just wanted to know. Because it's so it's so uh it's more of a baseball thing. But anyway, yeah. let me uh get some of the comments from the the nice people who watch. Some of these people are jerks. Niners Daddy says this guy is a clown and knows little about quarterback mechanics. No, like you, Niners Daddy, because you know. Does this look like he would fit in with the Cabo crew, though? Who is his current clients? Who you work with? We we call the Cabo crew like all the Kyle and his vets that go down to Cabo and party together after the after the season. Anyway, who do you who do you work with? Who do I work with? So we work yeah. with. Starting quarterback in Missouri, starting quarterback in Wake Forest, starting quarterback in New Mexico. We have a bunch of quarterbacks in college football that we're training, a bunch of the best high school quarterbacks in the country. So those are the guys that we're working with. It's a long fraternity. If you want to come at my throat, then go to our YouTube channel and just fucking get, hum <laughs> get, get, get humbled for a little bit. Bro. Yeah. Damon Dickerson says, please explain the issue that arises with changing your grip uh, due to index finger damage. That's the, that's the word uh, with the Niners now that he was, you know, couldn't finish with his index finger on the ball. He had to switch it to his middle finger. And now he's, can you explain how that changes throwing? Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to go into like index finger damage. Cause like, I don't grip the ball improperly. So I don't know a lot about the damage created from it, but like, this is the proper grip of the football is yep. it's your, it's your ring finger on the second lace and your thumb being as far down the ball as it possibly can be. That's going to yep. put the ball in your fingers and when yeah. I have the ball in my fingers, I have the ability to manipulate my wrist angle and truly spin, mm. rotate the football. When I'm a power-based thrower, I'm actually re uh, relying yeah. on creating conflict and tension with the mm. ball itself, which is anti-rotation. So that's not going to allow the ball to spin the same way. So and you end up wobble with wobbles, right? hundred percent. And that just, yeah. again, comes from that whole shit that he was doing here and trying to overpower the ball. Like it's just, it's not natural. And it's so natural. I hope, I hope that he is, yeah, gotten some of that. That's interesting. All right. Uh, I don't think you need to be here for the rest of these comments. They're like about OTAs and stuff, but yeah. thank you very much for coming on the show and explaining. I learned a ton, a ton. Thank you so much, Austin. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Everyone, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Locked In Quarterback. All right, let me get the. That was really good. I thought really explained that well. On the goal line says is Braden Willis going to fill the Jordan Reed role? Um, maybe, maybe the use check role eventually. Dave Barclay says, "What up, Grant? How much I miss Patriot Builders still watching, waiting to hear the great news." What's up, Patriot Builders? Missed about the whole show, half hour, but you can go back and watch it. It's worth it. R.I.P. Tina Turner. R.I.P. Tina Turner. My mom loved Tina Turner. Private dancer. Dancer for money. That was Tina. What's love got to do with it? What's love but a secondhand emotion? You tell me. You tell me! Um, that's it. That was good. Dude killed it. All right. I'm out.
thanks for watching. I'll be back at six o'clock with Jesse Naylor. Uh, yeah. Talking Niners after dark. See you guys.